Hello and welcome to episode two of the Broken Gun Podcast. Oh, we made it. We committed and we arrived. Oh, yeah. So this is a podcast loosely based on the fact that some of us shoot and some of us know stuff about guns. And we're probably just going to chat rubbish for the next hour or so. So, yeah. My name's Eddie. I'm from the Somerset Hunters on Instagram. And I have some people here as well. My co-host, Lloyd. Hi, guys. It's Lloyd Patterson of the channel by the same name. I'm on the YouTubes and now this podcast. Johnny? Hi, I'm Johnny Carter from TGS, off of YouTube, and now I'm on this podcast, unfortunately. Well, you can leave at any time you like, Johnny, it's fine. No, but you're like my only friends, guys, so I've got to stick around. <laughs> I can't lose you, you such, as well. You shouldn't be such an asshole, then, should you? <laughs> and uh, so, with, with our three powers combined, we managed to muster up somebody from the future. We have a special guest joining us. Would you like to introduce yourself, special guest? Hello, people insides. I don't know what what sort of insides you are. Your inside <laughs> phones and iPads and all sorts. I'm Bruce from Bruce the Shooting. Hello, oh, Bruce. Thank, thanks Hello, for coming. Bruce. Hi, guys. <laughs> um, how come so you're not upside it's down? Pleasure. Yeah, why are you not upside I've, down? I've reversed the camera oh, so sweet, it doesn't cool. confuse you guys uh, and you don't get motion see? sickness. Uh, not just a hat rack, mate. Nope. Exactly that, exactly that. So for people that don't know your massive, massive fame, who are you and what the fuck are you doing on our podcast? My name is Bruce and I'm from Australia and I make ridiculous videos about shooting for Instagram. It's a, that's Excellent. that's my claim to fame. I get my gear drop, off, it's the naked truth about shooting. Look up Bruce's shooting your Instagram, on Instagram handle. Yeah, it's Bruce's shooting. Super simple. Just like Look that. It up. And... and Let's be fair. If you don't already know who I am and you haven't seen it from one of your friends, then who are you? Probably, really? Probably stop watching at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'll be thoroughly bored. Thoroughly bored. What has everyone been up to since the last podcast? Actually, before we start, I'd like to say thank you to everyone that tuned in and listened to the last podcast. So surprised that people actually gave a shit, to be honest with you. So we've thank had, you, thank you. We've had so some much. superb feedback, lots of positive messages, and I'd just like to say again, uh, reiterate, thank you very much for listening. Hopefully, we'll continue to make content that you enjoy listening to. Yeah, and if not, morbid curiosity will keep you here. <laughs> I, I actually, exactly correct. I actually listened to it five times just to get your views up, guys, so that you had twelve in total. Thanks. Actually, I listened to it twice this morning, so we're now rocking on 14, so big ups. Check it out. Thank you very much. What's everyone been up to since um, since the last podcast? Anything? Nothing? Well, obviously it's lockdown time, um, so I've done absolutely shaggle. Um, I have basically been out with a dog. I've got a dog at uh, uh, Boxing Day. Um, so you I'm really shouldn't call your wife that, Lloyd. Working but, with him. Uh, well, it's your marriage. <laughs> it's a springer. <laughs> It's is she, spring, is she? Oh, God. <laughs> Goodness, it's it's going to be the first already, podcast, isn't it? <laughs> it's going to be fucked already. How about you, Johnny? What have you been up to? Uh, me, mate? Um, not a great deal. However, more than Lloyd, clearly. I went out stalking. I've shot quite a few deer. I've had, I've had a great couple of weeks since I spoke to you last. Um, filmed a little bit, not a lot. Um, been doing a lot of preparation for uh the ngo who we do films with want more content because 
there's been a lot of news recently they want to go and combat. So, yeah, that's been my last couple of weeks. What about you, Eddie? Well, obviously, it's been lockdown, so I haven't been driven shooting or anything like that but fortunately enough i have been using my uh my daily exercise to go and shoot some ducks and geese and golden plover i had a monumental day on the golden plover i was I, literally i'm still buzzing on it now and that was a week ago so really the least common species to hunt in the uk i know but i have wanted to hunt plover for years years and years and we've almost got there and we've almost had them but they haven't quite turned up and then all the stars aligned and they did turn up and we had a blinding day and we we did the adult thing and stopped whilst we were ahead they carried on coming in but we we're like no we've got enough like we we've, we've done what we wanted to do so we called you, it emo- that and it was- you emotionally bagged out Mate, I emotionally sacked the fuck out of me, I tell you. It was like, oh my God, I want to carry on. And I was so torn, but I was like, no, 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 no. I don't need to be doing this. So once you got them, what did you do with them? What did you, uh, how did you prepare them? Oh, mate. So when you, when you shoot like a load of pigeons and stuff, you kind of get a bit bored with plucking them and drawing them and getting them all ready. It takes for hours when you've got a massive bag. But when, you kind of get to a certain point when you just start breasting them out and you're like, yeah, and you end up loads of pigeon tips. So with these, I took loads of time, plucked and drawn them beautifully, all bagged and sealed and somewhere in the freezer. And we had some for, for Sunday lunch last week and they were fucking beautiful. I don't know if you've ever eaten plover, mate, but they are absolutely stunning. The just oven roast? Someone, someone was going to give me one once and then decided that they were going to eat them themselves. Well, what you'll find is that somebody asked for your address. You were too busy being cap- Captain YouTube. And Lloyd gave me an address from some local fucking strip house near him. So, yeah, I thought, you know what? I'm not going to chase you fuckers to give you these prime cuts of meat. I'm just going to keep them myself. And then you half-assed, you half-assed gave me an offer of, I'll swap some, some muntjac for him. And I was like, well, kind of as I'm like eating the last bit of, plover i was like oh it's a bit too late oh sorry johnny it's all right johnny was he promised when he saw well, he was gonna come up and see me so oh, i'll fetch you some money i was like oh smells and he turned up didn't bring any money like oh sorry sorry i gave it to somebody else i actually care about no 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 no, no. i think he it's ate still, it in the car on the, the way <laughs> yeah it was, it was a long drive <laughs> and i needed yeah, the energy, energy you know you can't shoot plovers in australia it's about one of the other can things you, you can't shoot really no no. See, that's that's one of the questions I was going to go on to is sort of like how, obviously how, you came over before we to, go there. Before we go there, yeah, Bruce, what you've been doing this week? Oh, mate, I've been doing all sorts of things because I'm not in lockdown. We don't have coronavirus. Wanker. It's illegal in Australia, <laughs> uh, so we just outlawed it. We outlawed coronavirus, and it doesn't exist anymore. I don't know why you guys don't do it. Uh, all you would need is a population that's one fiftieth the size with a land population that is probably 50 times the size and it'll be gone and a little bit of warm weather just sort that stuff out and you'll be fine oh, okay so i with england is have it attached to a ship and toured further south <laughs> <laughs> so, it's it's pretty much life as normal to be fair we we haven't had a lockdown we haven't had a community transmission of coronavirus for nine months now Wow. so um we have a lot of returning overseas travelers that have it and they get put into hotel quarantine but that seems to be they lock them away like a little jail and it's it's all fine so i've been been clay shooting been to work all sorts of fun stuff 
Can we come and live with you? <laughs> I don't know what you, you did. Hands. We did this I'm once before, on. remember? You sent all those people over and now you're all bitching and moaning, going, oh, I wish we could be there. You sent all your criminals to sit on the beach and eat lobster. Wish I stole Fair. some Who's bread the idiot? back in 19 diggity do. Christ. So have you just been shooting as normal then? Yeah, it's it's business as usual, mate. We um nice. they put a few signs up here and there just to be I don't know, just to so be popular and say anything of note in the last couple of weeks. Um, from your I actually awesome went for sexy it. video times. Uh, I have been filming a few videos, so that that's been a bit of fun. I do enjoy filming those videos for you guys to have a giggle at. We uh, enjoy I'm always waiting them for that on a you enjoy quiet Friday night when you're all <laughs> alone in your room. Oh yeah. So Bruce, obviously your your best known for your clay shooting, uh, besides your mildly pornographic videos you like to post. So you're you're quite a keen clay shooter, aren't you? I do love a bit of clay shooting. It is one of my favourite things to do, which hence led to the Discipline. whole Bruce's shooting thing. I'm a, a, well, a clay target sporting shooter, a fit task mainly because we don't shoot much of anything else. Oh. I occasionally shoot a little bit of skeet, but that is all just People for fun. People who know Bruce because of his curious choice of outfits may not know that Bruce is actually an absolutely stellar clay shot. He will probably. I don't know if that's true. Honestly, he is. Uh, no, I can I can testify you are, and it pissed me off massively. So Bruce came uh, over to England, and we went up to Mendit Monobrow Shooting Ground to go and um, shoot some clays, and they had a fifth task stand up there, and they're all basically sucking Bruce off is the politest way I can think to put it. And they were like, oh, come and do a round of fit ask with us. So they went and did a round. That must be Bruce quite difficult like, for you, Bruce, because you're very short, so they must have had to like lie down or uh, uh, get a funny angle. Yeah, they angle. did. They did. Right, it, okay. yeah. it looked like a sour yeah. milk in its, its lips, <laughs> so yeah. But, um, so anyway, Bruce was stood next to me because, oh, do you reckon I could hit that long one? And I'm like, yeah, maybe, mate. Have a go. That, so that was almost like he was Australian there for a sec. <laughs> almost, almost slash Liverpool, but yeah, the cheeky twat went and hit off the hip, didn't he? Just dusted it. So yeah, he's um, he's a fair shot. I will testify to that. He's a midget, so that I kind of I don't know that's like his shooting ability. And he's a pro. Some days you do get lucky. Yeah, I had to use a Craig off that day. Unfortunately, oh, that must have been oh, terrible. It was nice. <laughs> it was horrendous that they lent me a gun. I can't believe they did people. offer him the bacon, but he wasn't having none of it for some reason. Anybody yeah. wants that. I've, it, I had bits. to shoot a gun with a stable forend, and the Baker didn't have one. So let's not talk about schnobbles. Eh? Johnny, you look very confused. You look confused, Johnny. No, no, no. I'm just uh, reserving comment on anything to do with guns and clay shooting because you know I'm not qualified in this discussion with you and Lloyd. I, I, <laughs> sorry, I I have seen you beat think, Lloyd, so I, th- I think you're a little bit qualified off. here now. Lloyd was on an off day. Lloyd was on an off day. However, the main film, Sasha is currently editing and sending me hilarious clips of. <laughs> I can't wait to see it, actually. I can't wait to see it either. It's going to be brilliant. It was a good day. For those of you that... When's that? Go on. Uh, When's that coming if, out, Johnny? If Sasha gets it done today, which he probably won't because he went for a big walk yesterday and was knackered for... Right. <laughs> he said he couldn't edit after his big walk. He went dog um, out. Wow. Yeah. Oh, no, it was a big walk. <laughs> Does he edit with his legs? Are <laughs> you a toe typer? Is he toe type? <laughs> Is he Christy Brown? Right, he's just really lucky. He hits his head against the keyboard and gets really lucky with edits. Nice. Ah, yeah, it, just the ticket. It could be tomorrow or next Sunday. Who knows? Can't wait. 
Mm. Excellent really good. job. So, anyway. Bruce, obviously you're uh, you're clay shooting, but you also hunt as well, don't you? But now we've got rid of the boring clay shooting. Yeah, I was going to say, get on to the interesting. About hunters. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was looking despondent. My mind was shut off. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I do hunt a little bit, but it's not something that I... When I started the Instagram, as you know, uh, you sort of get what you get, apart from one little bit of me that I don't tend to put on the internet is stuff that I hunt. And I don't tend to swear a whole lot on the internet, and I, I do tend to fucking swear a lot in real life. So, <laughs> is, that, is that because so, you're beggy and desperate for a sponsorship? No, I've I've got little kids, and I thought, you know what, whatever I put on the internet, some stage, um, it's going to be there forever. So, maybe so I, I couldn't can't hear you from your moral high ground. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> so I do hunt a little bit, yeah. And if you, I'm more than happy to talk about it with you guys. Um, we have a, a vastly different culture to hunting to what you do. Everything you seem to hunt, you want to eat. Now, I don't know, half the stuff I wouldn't pick up and put in the back of the ute to eat, so it gets left there. <laughs> so, uh, so, what's, so, what's, so obviously you came over and you, you were lucky enough to do some pheasant shooting and shoot I did. I was, I was taken out on a day in the pheasants, and that was one of my life, life goals, a box tick of. And now that I've done it, I see the attraction and I am absolutely addicted I would spend far too much money every year if I lived in England shooting little birds that are driven. <laughs> yeah, it's a strange dynamic, isn't it? Because you go for a rough shoot and you could you could shoot 10, 15 birds and you're like, yeah, that was fun, that was cool. But once the birds are driven at you, you're like, oh my days, this is so much better. But it's, not just that. Just... it's not just that. It's the fact that someone is funneling slow gin and pork pies down your throat as well. It's like the double yeah. whammy. <laughs> drinking with guns in Australia is a massive no-no. To be turn up and have to drink to find out where you're going to stand, that's amazing. That's, that's my kind of culture. <laughs> Here, have a drink to find out where you're going to stand. Mate, if I drink anymore, I won't be standing. The, the great <laughs> irony of every YouTube video you've ever seen with game shoots is most of them are like, no, don't put drink in, don't put drink in. Like, it's literally the only point, the only reason we're out. It's mad, isn't so it? I was it? Always, it's so mad. I was awakened to slow gin. I've never had slow gin before either, and I'm now quite addicted to slow gin. I, serious I, question did, did you drink it like really slowly you thought that's what you had to do Australians don't drink anything really slowly mate yeah no but you also drink stuff that's half strength so you may as well drink it as fast as you can so oh. <laughs> it's also cold <laughs> but not warm that was a, <laughs> yeah, too, a rude shock too shit so too I suppose a, a bit of a background there um, I was contacted by the British shooting show probably a year uh, 2000 and what was it, 19, mid-2019, and they invited me over to come and spend some time at the show, which was amazing. So we packed up our bags, and it would have been about this time last year that we we headed over to England and spent a month there. Yep. Which uh, is... Fortunately, I got, I got to meet Lloyd at the show, and I got to stay at Eddie's little hobbit house. That was amazing. In the woods, that that you're saying Hobbit bit. House. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say was one of my bit. questions is going to be: Do they have fit us in the Shire? <laughs> I don't know. We're too busy doing real shooting to know what fit ask is, mate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the only sport. <sighs> yeah, see, so that was, like, it was it was great. We'd spoken many times prior to the show um, on Instagram, just chatting. But it was great to meet him, finally. It was also the first time I got a chance to meet uh, to Johnny. Um, so it was a good show. I enjoyed it. 
it was a passion oh, so show for sure. I've got a little bit of a beef with that one. Oh, I did yeah. meet Johnny. Uh, I did meet Johnny oh, at the shooting God. show. And I walked past him a few times <laughs> and I saw Johnny look at me and I looked at Johnny and he refused to acknowledge who I was. So And, thought, and vice you know, versa. We smiled. We shared a bit of love. <laughs> so I thought didn't... I'll just trundle in my merry way. Johnny's too good. He's too much of a big-time YouTuber to speak to little old Australian Bruce. See, I'll interestingly, I thought exactly the same. I'm like, oh, Bruce doesn't want to say hello to me. He's clearly got some beef. Little prick. <laughs> Whereas Johnny was Johnny very warmly greeted me that when I saw him when he saw me, I, I was I was blown away. Yeah, it's like oh, oh, maybe the beef maybe the beef was that you didn't follow me on Instagram, Johnny. Maybe that's what the beef was. Oh, is that what you'll be I'm sorry. Maybe <laughs> I'm paying my penance now by being your friend, apparently. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna pay for this dearly too. See, unfortunately, I didn't know who the fuck Lloyd Patterson was when I went to the shooting show. So uh, your life yeah. was better. Yeah, I feel like I'm muted now. Now I'm in the Are shadow of the another show? big YouTube. Mate, I was the big lanky one that was bumbling from stall to stall, pissed up, begging for stuff. There was plenty of them, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Johnny, and I just I did a little sneaky video, and I tried doing like a. Oh my God, there's Johnny. And it the was not me. sneaky. It was not sneaky as <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was nice. It was nice. And obviously I I had enough of Bruce because he stayed at my house for a little bit. And I was like, right, he's fucking, you can go. Now. I've had enough of this prick. Yeah. I, get I, did, meet to, I did get to meet a few lifelong heroes at the show, to be fair. Amber Hill, me and Johnny. Amber Hill and Amber Hill. Uh, I did. I did have a chat to Amber Hill. I got to meet the, the Sir Mister Digweed. I've met. You know, I always wanted to meet the guy. Well, all um, of them. Oh, you bastard! EJ Churchill's actually closed their booth so we could sit down and have a bit of a chat on the couches for a little while. Did he take up that much nice room? Little. Did he? He did. We okay, had to close man. it all off. <laughs> lovely man. Uh, I got to meet Mister Sam Green, the current World Fit House champion. Well. It was at the time. Um, Another fine athlete. Richard what's like, Folds. What's he like in real life, Sam Green? A really, really down-to-earth bloke. He's just a farming boy. Yeah, I was going to say, he's, he seems like yep. more of just a normal bloke than the rest of the champions. Absolutely. Not a whole lot going on in the wheelhouse, though. He doesn't overthink things. He's just a farm boy. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that is fine. I think, like, looking for a complexity, you know, that, that's for us a lot, apart from Eddie. That's exactly it. No, nah, Sam was an absolutely lovely bloke and the reception I got from him when I first met him was he was more excited to meet me than what I was to meet him. So that was that was pretty cool. I got to meet Andy Crow and Andy Crow was the same. Yeah. No. I fucking oh, love it. Andy Crow. Andy Crow is probably the nicest man in field sports. Absolutely He's agree. He's a fantastic absolutely bloke. Absolutely agree. I, uh, he was I bumped into him and he was like, Oh, some fucking big deals here. And I'm like, oh my God, Andy Crow swears. What a legend. Oh, yeah, he's brilliant. Absolute legend. Yeah, Sam, a lot of love for him. Yeah, Another I've lovely bloke, love Simon Whitehead. I did get to meet Simon. Oh, yeah. He oh, Simon's a lovely, yep. lovely guy. He is as bad um, black and white as it gets. He, there's no grey area. If he doesn't I've, like you, he lets I've you been know. To, I've been to his house. He cooked me rabbit burgers for a film. But I, I feel like he cooked me rabbit burgers. Here we go. Uh, I've been to his house last year, last podcast. Uh, I've been to the Longthorn Factory. (laughs) 
also got effect. to meet Mr. Jason Doyle as well. He turns oh, out Jason's to be a legend. Just ah, a nice bloke, like he isn't. Yeah, Mr. Spud, absolutely yeah. lovely bloke, and his uh, his lovely wife. So, he, mate, he, he so many throws me. people that I met. JD proper throws me because he's got an Irish accent, but the head of an Eastern European person. Weird. <laughs> proper weird. <laughs> yeah, good old JD. He's a good skin. He is a good skin. So. Um, so obviously you met all these cool people, but um, you don't Did. want to talk about you being slapped all over the big screens there, Bruce, constantly. Constantly. No, constantly. For the whole oh. weekend, it was just pictures of some little hobbit fat ginger lad with a beard. I, I some... must say, I'm, I'm a bit of a recluse and a little bit shy, so that was a little bit embarrassing for that. Bullshit. Fun <laughs> 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 fact... I get extremely anxious around large crowds. So that whole show, it may not have looked it, but made me really, really anxious. Mm-hmm. I did I did enjoy the cold. I know you guys whinge about the cold, but it was a lovely respite from the heat that was hot. We were born in, in Australia in February. You adopted it. Exactly. Yep. It, was, exactly. it was funny. It was one of the things we discussed in the pub when I, I met um, British for a pint. But while we were there. And um, it was just really strange to hear the, the his take. Thanks for the invite. Oh, yeah, don't worry about it, mate. You were uh, washing your hair. Um, uh, it was just his take on the You're fact that it's cold here was, was such a sort of upended because over there, the problem is sweating your knackers off all the time, which must be horrendously just unpleasant. I don't think you understand how bad it is to have it so hot all the yeah. time. Now, if you're, you're a person that works outside, lay something outside, any tools. They get to a point where you can't pick them up. You hop in your car. You hop in your so the the structure oh, to get in your car right. in Australia in summer is open the door, turn the key on, turn the air conditioner up flat out, come back in ten minutes. Here time. we have so you can actually sit down without melt. Life of Bruce's shooting. <laughs> so you can touch the. You can For touch just the twenty wheel. pounds a day. You could sponsor <laughs> six cold beers and a, a bag of ice from the local co-op. <laughs> Poor old Bruce. Without that your imagination, he'll have to sit on a vinyl seat wearing shorts and it really hurts the back of his legs. And because Jesus you imagine is cruel, being a ginger in one of the hottest ginger. countries in the world. <laughs> Adopted you wear like a per- <laughs> permanent sombrero. Area as well. Like it's that high surface area that helps me shed my heat. <laughs> See, Johnny would burn before you would, Bruce, even though you're a ginger fuck. Oh, you blokes, you would absolutely cook. You watch every just catch fire. Every comes over. We'd be like vampires when we're getting off the plane and just be like, poof. I love blood. Oh, every every pom always boasts. Oh, I've been to Italy. I've been to Croatia. I've been to all these hot places. They get here and the sun is completely different. And you watch these people melt. It is hilarious. No, we've got an ozone layer. We've got a big hole over us, mate. The oh, sun yeah. is penetrating. You're welcome for that, by the way. <laughs> I've got a mate that emigrated down there. And before he moved, he was like constantly putting stuff on Facebook about like how it was going to be hot and this, that, and t'other, and like posting weather forecasts for where he was going to live. And then when he moved down there, it just it was amazing because it suddenly turned to just pictures of his like entire body, just all his skin falling off and moaning about the heat, not being able to go outside. It was like yeah. just looking looking like a refresher sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot <laughs> of Schadenfreude. Do you siesta? No, no siestas. Why? No, 
Because he's not Spanish. Is this... <laughs> Every yeah, exactly. country in the world does it. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I know. It's just not the Australian way, mate. We actually like you just to start work, work early, the entirety you? of the day and just get the job done so that you can get to the pub by three and drink beers. I was going to say, I mean, you are Sorry, pretty I much thought you said the entirety anyway. of the day there, Bruce. We do. I do tend to start quite early because it does get a bit of the day out of the way in the cooler parts of the day. Now, it is 22 degrees now and I've got a jumper on. Now, I know you would think that's ridiculous, but it is a little bit nippy outside. Correct. Shut we up. do think you're ridiculous. <laughs> 22, 22 mate. Cool. I'll get me pedos out for that. Sorry, me speedos out for that. As you can see, I did have degrees at on. night, I couldn't go to sleep. I would need to go and sit no, in the fridge. Not at all. How big's your bad, fridge? Bad, Lloyd. We've got a rather... You guys have small fridges. I did notice this. No, I'll what stop you, you right there. No, 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 stop. Shut the fuck up. We're not having a fridge discussion on this podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're not doing this. <laughs> let's move the conversation up one at least half a gear. Talk about your priorities, yeah. P boys. Oh, yes. The higher hey, echelons. To be honest, me and Eddie, Johnny I just will like just to sit back get now. another beer. <laughs> yeah, I need a piss. I need a piss, a yeah. shit, and do the weekly shopping. So I'll see you boys in about an hour when you might have worn down. I don't think we need to talk about it. Everyone knows how good they are, and they are the best gun that's ever made. Bakel. No, Bakel. Oh, Eddie, uh, so I saw a really nice Bakel the other day. I was going to send you a picture, but I'm not going to. No, don't. I've had I've had so many people send me links to Bakels, and I'm just like, you know what? I only shot that because that's all I had until I bought another gun. Now I, I fucking the, hate Bakels. When I was on the now street. Are you still enjoying yours, Lloyd? Oh, yeah. still enjoying your, your You're saying that. I've had it... Um, over a year, because I got the gun in da, 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 December of 19, which means I've shot it like five times. <laughs> um, really? I've had, it, well, well, I've had it for 2020 and we've barely had a chance to shoot. So, to be honest, mate, from what I've seen, here. you'd be better off selling the fucker. Cheers, Johnny. Uh, John, Johnny will have it cheap. Done. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'll give you a I'll give you a five for it, which is a fair price. <laughs> now you've you've also got a Parazzi too, don't you, Johnny? Yeah, oh, I've sorry, got, no, no. I've got I've got what is commonly called a middle management. <laughs> you've got the copy. That's right. A fake boss. <laughs> a fake boss. That's correct. Hey, I was lucky enough to shoot a Boss and Co. whilst I was in England. That was one of my tick off the bucket lists. Uh, and which I, one? Um, what, what, what one? What one? What one? Oh, I'll have to send you some photos of it later. It was a pair, and I just a took side, one of the pair. Side by side? It was or side by side. Oh, side sweet. by side. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, so it would be lovely. going some to, uh, to touch that Dixon round action you were shooting with Simon the other day. Uh, Johnny, that was that was a pretty gun. Mate, that was very, very, very nice. Very I would nice. like one very, very much, but I prefer a Boss single trigger over and under. Yeah, fair enough. Do you mind me asking how much it was? Because it was alluded to, but you never actually said. What was it worth? About 20, that one. 20,000 pounds? Yeah, it's about that's, 40k that's like dingoes. Six, that's like 65 million dingo dollars. <laughs> yeah, but if I said it was worth it just for the fact when you pick it up, it's a constant erection. It's really the better thing for the older gentleman, but you know, it worked for me too. <laughs> You're calling it the Viagra of guns. It really is the Viagra guns, that Dixon, yeah. yeah that, that was beautiful, by the way. That was awful pretty. Awful pretty. Yeah, very, very nice. And Simon is um, 
lucky enough, but to be fair, he's like, he is the best side-by-side shot in Europe, proven multiple times. He's sponsored by him, lucky bastard. Well, that's a sponsorship you want, isn't it, Eddie? Sponsored well, by, by side-by-sides. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe not Eddie, but any sponsorship is good for Eddie. No, mate, actually, I, I, I concur. No, I disconcur. What's the correct word? I don't know. No, I don't want any sponsorship. That's why I keep saying rude words on my um, social media, just to keep them away. Oh, cool. Independence is yeah. best. Exactly. Yeah. That way I can be ruthless and get away with it. It should be no way I look at that um, I'm wearing one of um, Eddie's hoodies, the Somerset Hunter's hoodies, <clears> and Eddie's wearing one of mine. And uh, Johnny's got exactly. a, a Mossberg one that, that you robbed off Viking, I assume. <laughs> Was gifted for my what? service. There's a more gentle political situation at play. I probably shouldn't go into it now, but I'm wearing the Mossberg hoodie mostly because I haven't had a hoodie in years and they sent me this down. I don't want to wear a pissing hoodie. I'm not a child. I put it on, I'm like, I'm a child. This is brilliant. <laughs> I would hate to see the amount of free stuff you've got kicking around your place, mate. Wow. It would be impressive. I, I mean, bet you haven't paid for anything of your wardrobe. Impressively small. I, I keep tripping over long thorns and berettas and... To be fair, I, I keep having Eat to burn varieties to keep it hot. Like, <laughs> have you replaced uh, Jolly's shooting glasses yet? Uh, he was a <laughs> real gentleman about that. He was a real gentleman about that. What happened, Johnny? Talk to us. So we were out playing games, me and Lloydy B, shooting some clays, having some fun, you know, making sweet love without the physical side, mental sweet love. And um, uh, we so were like, do you want a picture? I'm like, yeah, we'll have a picture. So I grabbed the glasses and pulled them off, pulled the earpiece up, and it snapped clean off the glasses. A 350-pound set of Beretta shooting glasses that I'd just borrowed off the rep. <laughs> oh, he's the rep. He can get a new pair. It's fine. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly what he said. He says, yeah. don't Speaks, worry about it. It does speak and, leaps and bounds for Beretta shooting glasses, yeah, doesn't it? <laughs> Johnny has honest, the strength what of a plug. newborn child. Johnny, How the Johnny is an then? off, though. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd, this is very true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to deny it. Like, if I can break stuff unintentionally, it will be broken. Like, and I don't, I, I don't do it on purpose. It just happens. I'm heavy-handed. You're just heavy-handed. Yeah. I will add, for the sake of the podcast, Bruce is stark bollock naked. Like we saw the only way again. We was. I know. He, yeah, he's put on a a, a jumper. Put a jumper on now. Yeah. Total it's still free ball on it. That's fine. No, that's right, mate. But it's right. 22 degrees, man. It's fine. Subtropical. Wow. So in order of Space that, how old is everyone? We all know like, Lloyd was born in the Triassic period. Johnny, yeah. what's your age? Lloyd, Lloyd's <laughs> first gun was an aquabus. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd's first gun was a bow and arrow. We've already established that from the last podcast. Uh, Do you believe was, he helped shift the rock. animals onto the ark? <laughs> a rock. It was, it was a rock, thank you. <clears throat> Lloyd lent it to uh, David for the Goliath. Yes, him. Yeah. So, uh, does anybody want to tell Bruce what their age is? Or they're not particularly fast and want to stay I'm in the Neverland? Johnny, oh, that's not that's not too bad. I am the youngest. I'll just leave it at that. I am by I'm not by far the youngest, but I'm younger than Eddie. I disagree. Have you ticked into your thirties yet? Are you still in your twenties? I can't. I can never figure this out. You got a head like a five year old. <laughs> Thanks, mate. And a cock like a fifty year old. <laughs> 
what old shriveled and riddled with warts from the 70s completely fucking useless yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry um Anyway, no, I mean, I, I'm 30. Yeah, I'm 30. 30. The big three wow. zero. Yeah, yeah, well yeah. done. That's cool. That's cool. Hey. I'm 26. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 26. Ish, give or take. So it's the beard that adds the years anyway. So, so you're really yeah, 36. And, and the time. Wish, mate. <laughs> and the time. I've noticed that I've aged and got a lot greyer since I've been speaking to you. Fucking idiots. Hey, sure. For the win. For the win. Uh, so anyway, so Ed, Eddie is 34, 33, 34. 33, 33 and a half. And my oh. favourite flavour crayon is strawberry. <laughs> Just establish that Brucey boy is 38. That's correct. Turned 39 this year. Mate, you're definitely old for social media. Yeah. yeah, exactly that. 100%. Johnny, I thought you were flying to Australia for my 40th birthday. Well, that is the plan, yeah. Yeah. That is the plan. You've got two years to get a visa sorted. Well, we've got two years to sort Corona out. Like I said, just ban it. Ban exactly. Ban it. Yeah, we won't be allowed to be on to win it. <laughs> That'll be the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should have stolen something back in the nineteen hundreds. We can go and shoot whatever you feel like. Do you want to shoot a camel, Johnny? Is this on your list of things to do? Johnny likes shooting stuff in the face. So I should, I'd like I should think we should shoot some clays. That'll be good fun. Clays? Mm-hmm. Clay, around the way yeah. shoot a fucking clay you boring twat I know well, you love to hunt you've yeah, got a list sure yeah. oh there's a list yeah I feel like we should take that long 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 drive and go and shoot some big fucking water buffalo well that's on my list it Let's is it. it is on my list but what it's a two day um, drive what that's are those dinosaur looking things you've got over there Bruce what are they called with a big Which fucking thing on their head <laughs> the cassowary yeah, I want to fight one of them with a fucking with a taser. No, they kill more people than sharks every year in Australia. Dude, like they? To, can I shoot a bilby? <laughs> no, you can't shoot bilbies. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no bilbies. I feel like it would fill me with joy to blow a bilby up. No, no, they're a native <laughs> animal. You can't shoot a bilby. We can what go shoot driven, a dingo, though. What about driven koala? Drop bears. Drop bears are fine. But as if you they're, go back to koalas. my old videos, you koalas. have to. You've got to noose them and then you have to stab them. Koalas. You can't. They're not koalas, koalas, mate. They're koalas. A 14 foot drop there. It's not a koala. When you say say driven, do you mean like fired from a catapult? (laughs) 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 Poe, funk. That'd be great. Because as I recall, koala's not the most energetic of things. Neither you am would I, be very, would very surprised, feel. Lloyd. Very surprised. I've been attacked by a koala. Fun fact. Is that is that your excuse you gave your wife for getting chlamydia? Is that a euphemism? It attacked me. <laughs> Specifically, <laughs> me flying again, out in the bush. And again, <laughs> and again. <laughs> Camping out in the bush and I happened to set my tent up in between where the koala was taking a feed and where the koala was walking from. And the thing ran up me to get to its tree. Were so they scared? have quite sharp claws. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, I was uh, scared. Broken Gun podcast exclusive. Bruce was once molested by a koala bear. By a koala. That's <laughs> correct. <laughs> Australian historic sex crimes in the bush. I Lovely. think, I think uh, maybe on that 
<laughs> on that bombshell. Um, do we have any questions for Bruce from uh, the listeners? We, the, uh... we do. They're not strictly directed straight at Bruce, if I'm honest. They're directed at all of us, which is um, quite unnerving. Because oh, to be fair, we're almost I an mean, hour in news segment yet, but we'll go straight. I to know. <laughs> the, the, pro- the problem is me and Lloyd don't like talking about ourselves and it's Johnny's favourite topic. So, Johnny, if you would like to start. So, anyway, on our... Um, on our social media, on the Broken Gun pod on Instagram, we asked our beloved followers to send in some questions. And I'll be honest with you, they're all fucking shit apart from two or three. So thanks for fuck all you guys. Appreciate it. Um, one, of the, one, of the, one of the good ones was from Josh Gregg Outdoors. What is your worst shooting purchase? And that is aimed at everybody. And I'll start Nazi. with. <clears throat> I'll start with you, Lloyd. <laughs> my worst. You kick this purchase. off for you if you like, Lloyd. Go on, yeah. Because I know what my worst shooting purchase is, and I made that purchase yesterday. I bought my wife a gun. <laughs> oh shit! What, what did you is. buy her? Two questions: What and why did you buy her? She seemed to like the idea of killing stuff, including clay targets. So I thought, let's get her a gun. People. So we've we've purchased a silver pigeon. I just don't think you can go wrong. Bog standard silver pigeon. It was that or a browning or a maruku, to be honest. Either of maruku. the three had it turned up at the right price. That's what we were getting. But the silver pigeon is on its way. So is, um, is your good lady going to be getting any decent shooting lessons for anybody that knows what they're doing? Not for or me, no. Just going just gonna to teach her herself. Number one rule of shooting club, you never, ever teach your wife. Hand her off to someone else because we all know wives don't listen to husbands. Very this is a fact. This is a fact. This is a fact. This is the, so yours, this yours is was a fact. silver pigeon. Have you gone about you? Uh, I've gone for a 12-gauge, but we're going to explore the option of 21-gram ammo. I think it's the best option for a female shooter is I to learn on a 12-gauge with 21-gram ammo. So that's going to be the route we're going. We went down the 20-gauge route to start with, and I just found a gun on a smaller frame, knocked a female around just as much as what 28 grams in a 12-gauge would. And that's yeah. the excuse Completely you gave agree. because you realised that 12 bores were cheaper than 20s, you tight bastard. That is the, tw- awesome the, the 20 was far cheaper, to be fair. I've spent more money on the 12, so that's not an wow. excuse. Is it not Bruce's after money. a new dress? Is ammo cost money? Is, is here because twenty is way more expensive <laughs> for ammo here. here. That's the other thing. Twenty gauge ammo is horrendously expensive <clears throat> here. That's that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, Bruce. Is obviously you, you came over and you did some shooting and hunting over here whilst you were here. Um, is there anything that really stuck out that you noticed massive differences between your foreign Huge. nation and, and the motherland? Huge differences, mate. Um, your shooting or shot, I'm going to call it shotgun culture to start with, seems to be ingrained into your country. So it's almost like a biblical right that you can own a shotgun. Where you have your shotgun licenses are completely separate to rifle licenses. Now, everything gets treated the same over here. It's all a firearm. So the license is just as hard to get. Um, you need just as many justifications to own those things. And it seems to be your shooting is far more expensive. It's a bit more of a blue-collar man's sport over here. Clay really? targets, 
ammunition, entry fees. Lloyd, tell me what you pay for a 100-bird competition to enter. Uh, 30 quid, 30, 40 quid. Depends on where. I mean, if it's a... Hey? Oh, you're a a registered FITASC uh, event. Yeah, you are. Oh, not be more than that. Be more like 60, 70 quid for a FITASC. That's right. So that's $140. A registered FITASC event for us is 65 at the most. Which is what you'd pay for birds only over here. That's oh. correct. Eh? Yep. Down south. So up, it up is. North, it ain't it that, is, that expensive, mate. No. <laughs> I just find it's vastly, it was vastly <laughs> cheaper. Your, your shooting is, is expensive, definitely. 25 clays at my local club is seven quid. Or at my All right, so local, 25 local club, clays practice. six quid. Yep, 25 clays at my local club is eight dollars. So that's four quid. Wow. Yep. Yeah, well, God, bless. God bless Australia. Yeah, yeah so, so definitely there, w- there was ironic there things. It's quite, it's quite ironic that a bunch of thieves charge so little to go shooting, isn't it? Really? Well, it's to stop people robbing from them if they can afford it and they'll just. They, they don't chore him. Yeah, that's fair yeah. enough. It's like, that's you know, good. have um, you seen the film Escape from New York? No. Nope. Like that's, that's just like what Australia's no. like. <laughs> just like Escape Suburbia. <laughs> slow and not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Ryan. <laughs> Mr. Murphy, so, um, Escape Suburbia, who's, is who took me on my pheasant day. So big, big, oh. big thanks to... So you're, you're, finally, for... you're finally going to shout him out because I did. Uh, I thought I'd better do some research on our Bruce, and I watched the podcast episode that you did. I watched it because it was televised as well as not just audio of you that what you did with the um, film sports, sports channel, and uh, yeah. and you you quite politely went round and said all of the sporting events that you'd taken part in, all the hunts you'd taken part in. But didn't shout anybody out. Is that because you think you're better than everybody else, or what? Wow! 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 <laughs> Whoa! Is this I a think the phrase we really need to go down? <laughs> Bruce, just tell him to fuck off. Fuck off, peasant. Fuck off. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot who you were. Carry on, Bruce. That's right. It was funny though when I did walk into Eddie's house. Though there seemed to be this funny music playing. Ding, 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 ding. It's amazing. It was, very... wet. it was a real quick introduction for his sister and his wife at the same time. <laughs> Here's my bronco, Amber. <laughs> Gotta love Somerset. Gotta love Somerset. So, uh, yeah. It was so a lovely we're... place. We're back onto Lloyd. Lloyd, have you thought about what's your most Oh, yeah. My worst shooting purchase. Um, it wasn't actually a purchase. All right, I don't think I've actually bought anything that I, I could say, oh, God, that was, that was terrible. I was sent some shooting glasses to review by the mag, which I still haven't reviewed, and they have a polarizing filter with a light sensor. Oh, the pushy button. No, no, it's just like, you literally, if, you, if you look into the sun, the, the, the light, the, the lenses polarize um, and turn like a dark blue. Um, That's and cool. it was so distracting... And the colour was so, like, off. Like, it was just, they were just awful. Like, I, did, I haven't ended up reviewing them. They're still downstairs in the box. I've had them for, like, over a year. I've never reviewed them because, like, I would just absolutely slam them. They were terrible. I couldn't, I couldn't even tell you what the, the brand name is. They're just, they're just such a crap idea. I hate to say it, that if it doesn't have pillar written on it, are they really shooting glasses? Honestly, they dominate the market. There is nothing that comes close to what they do. 
I know. Okay, here's here's a question. Here's a question for you, Clay boys. What is the advantage of shooting glasses? I mean, I wear glasses because I've got cock eyes and they look in different directions. So, what's the advantage of shooting glasses apart from keeping clay out your eyes? It's the same advantage of buying a cheap scope to an expensive scope. The glass is far superior. You put yeah. a set of pillars on, and I, the first time I ever put a set on, everything became clearer than my natural vision. Everything yes. was sharper. It is everything freaky. looked better. And you're like, wow, this is really, really freaky. It's like having life in high definition. He's it, right. It's phenomenal. He's and it's right. just because the glass is made by, by Zeiss. Zeiss. It's phenomenal glass. And no, the, the colour filtrations advantages. allow people like me who are colourblind to see targets that I wouldn't necessarily be able to see otherwise. So I'm I'm red green colourblind, and on certain presentations I can't see orange clays. Like against a grey sky, if I can't if I didn't see it come out of the trap, it doesn't exist. Um, but if oh, I put shit. like a certain filtration colour on, like a cherry or a, or a purple, orange clays I can see no bother. Um, so it's it's a difference being able to literally between able, being able to see a target to hit it and not being able to see it at all. What's the worst thing you've ever bought, Eddie? Me shooting related. Where sorry. do I? Where? Do, oh, oh. So not love, honey. Right. Okay. Um, so bagel. I'll level with you. <laughs> bagel. No, I never bought. I got given that true oh, fucking story about this bagel. Little, little interjection about this bagel. So. <clears throat> I was good friends with a local landlord who was an absolute raging pisshead, raging pisshead. And he said, would you be interested in a bagel? I was like, mm, not really. He goes, you can have it for free. I was like, yeah, get on and I'll have it. So he said, I'll turn up to the pub on Saturday and we'll have a drink and we'll sign it over and you can take it on. I was like, yeah, all right, Sam, free shotgun. I need a job. I'll take it. So he turned up with his bagel over his shoulder. He was wearing a towel, a big Russian furry bastard hat thing, and a bottle of um, Russian standard vodka and he just came and sat in the busy ass bar on a Saturday lunchtime many years ago and drank this bottle of vodka while signing over this Russian shotgun to me and it was the strangest thing I've ever ever encountered he's just wearing a towel and there was so much bollock on show it was disturbing but I still took the shotgun that's how low my moral standing is so yeah anyway uh, worst worst purchase sorry uh, Mossberg 12 bore silenced pump action shotgun. Really? Oh, all my dreams come true right there. We can't own pump actions. We can't own silenced guns. No. Why would you want to? Or moder- moderated guns. Mate, I would rate that as one of the best fun guns I've ever shot. Charlie's got the 410 <sighs> version. The 12 bore is wicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you have to so home load, but it is wicked. So I bought this probably. 10 years ago, maybe, maybe, yeah, 10 years ago, I reckon, maybe even longer. And you would take a shot and then turn the gun upside down and shot would fall out the end of the gun. That's how bullshit this gun was. So I don't know whether they've changed them since. No, but then it was, it was true. They're pretty awful. similar. So you think when, when that shot's going at the barrel, all the porting literally just is like a cheese grate for the lead shot that goes up it. It so ported. Just... Oh, because then. It. It's a silenced, yeah. So that's how the gas extracts to make it as silenced as possible. So yeah, you you have to look after it, Eddie. And I know this is a bit of a foreign concept here, but you have to take the silencer off and empty it out of all the lead every time. Or you shoot plastic wood ammunition or plastic wood alternative style plastic wood ammunition. There's another thing. Felt cartridge who shoots 
what are these fiber wad things? We were made to shoot fiber wads everywhere. We shoot yeah, so so fiber wads wad are great. Only. So they're promoted as a fiber wad with a plastic actuator cup, so like half plastic anyway. Who's this? I think Bruce is more uh, of the fact that we're one of the few countries in the world that insist on fiber. I can't believe it. I I'd never put fiber through a gun until I got to the UK. Really? See, I, I it's will not, not a thing. At every opportunity, apart from the occasional one, choose fibre because it's better for the world. Unless you're at a registered ground where they can hoover them. Hippie. Yeah, hippie. Yeah, well, <laughs> they sound yeah, no, funny. They sound I'm, weird. I'm exactly the same. I, I will only shoot plastic when I'm wildfowling for the simple fact that they haven't come out of a decent enough cartridge. No, 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 no. You haven't used up your plastic wad shells yet and haven't then wanted to pay money or got sponsorship from someone who give you a load of ammunition for free. <laughs> I tried uh, I tried a specific brand with a with a fucking plant matter shot cup and I didn't like them. So I'm gonna wait I've for drunk, another. I've drunk the bottle brand. of that stuff, it's not that bad. The I mean, is quite good. Yeah. It You'll drive. do anything for a video, won't you? You will do anything. I will do anything. <laughs> if it makes you laugh, I'll do it. That's it. Right, so Johnny, what's your shittest purchase you've ever made? Apart from that, that truck you've got that's made of Meccano. I mean, that's that's not up there. The one before was pretty much on the list. I don't, That's a difficult question. I don't really... I, I have very, very, very limited amount of shooting gear. I don't buy a lot. Obviously, I'm surrounded by it all day long, so my need to buy it... Hashtag I, gifted. I, I just get to try everything before I buy it. It's the best bit. <laughs> so I rarely make mistakes. If I had to pick one... <laughs> I could just tone down the arrogancy a little bit, Johnny. That'd be no, lovely. mate. Like, I work in retail. <laughs> it is literally... 50% of my job, retail sucks because customers are generally just ungrateful pricks. So, yeah, there's got to be benefits. And the benefits are we get to have long-term exposure to gear before we pull the trigger and buy it. However... The worst thing I ever bought, and this is only from a social standing, I bought a pair of leather trousers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. For what swingers club are they for? <laughs> Hang on a minute. What size animal did they have to skin to get trousers long enough to fit you? Just a northern bird. <laughs> Do you own elephant foreskin trousers? Right, Johnny, one cock for each leg. Shut up. Wow. Like a crane. Elephant. <laughs> I can never look at you the same. Elephant. Leather trousers. Are they are they from a company called Deer Hunter by any chance? They're not, no, no, no. I, I are they Lederhosen? <laughs> no, no, they they're full they're full length. Yeah, do love honey. Rhin- do they have rhinestones in them? <laughs> Is the bomb cut the out? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Talk about your leather trousers and try not to make it sexual. See, and this is why it's the worst, worst thing ever. Because you turn up anywhere wearing leather trousers, just this happens, fun. right? Yeah, all of you boys <laughs> like, hey, you should Jay definitely Jones. turn up to your next game day wearing them, like for death or <laughs> what? What was that, Lloyd Gay Day? <laughs> I, I get a set of moleskin jeans, but I don't get leather trousers. Moleskins are fine, yeah. That's, right, so that's let me explain. You know, you know they're not actually made of moleskin. 
Yes, they are. They're not. They're not like tons of moles stitched together. <laughs> you can see the. You can see the outline of them. You can almost if you listen really quietly. You can hear their tears as well. It's great. You can hear the. If you if you buy the cheap ones, they have to use the whole mole. You little little pink snouts every six inch squared. <laughs> little mole assholes. Scratchy claws on your bob sack. <laughs> anyway, leather trousers, Johnny. Talk to us. So my thoughts were this. Like a rhinestone cowboy. Bam, bam. <laughs> Renewable resource. Waterproof, breathable, natural. Oh, that's got to be a winner. All right. You missed that's that. Wool and undies, man. You, we don't wear wool and undies. You, you see, this is where kinky, I, oh, I do right? wear merino undies. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you are a hippie, aren't you? Yeah, Yo, 100%. Really yeah, really this are. is it. I'm coming out right now as a hippie. When have you actually worn <laughs> pants outside the house? Yeah. Um, the merino pants or the leather trousers? The leather. The leather. Trousers. Fucking trousers. Yeah. Trousers, yeah. I'll, I'll stand with Oh, sorry. Are we not allowed to call pants pants because the South? No, because we're English, not Yankee. Fuck. Yeah, we're not American. <laughs> or Australian, actually. We have. Because that fucking ginger twat says pants as well. So. They are pants, you fucking weirdos. No, they're not. Pant, pants go next to your nutsack and trousers. You don't even wear them. them. You're not qualified to comment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Are> you... <laughs> the, it's the same as you weirdos Bruce and thongs. Got a point, like <laughs> thongs, <laughs> thongs. Over to you, over what? to you, Johnny. You're the one that's got the fetishes. Right. Flops. <laughs> Calm down. It's a simple thing. <laughs> I wear them quite regularly stalking because they're the warmest, most breathable, delicious <laughs> piece of clothing that I have. Dear stalking However, at the swingers club, yeah. Totally yeah, misread that one. Sorry. And then me. suddenly, it's better because when you walk around a woods that has public rights away and with a rifle on your back in the UK, and you get a lot of weird looks. People look at you like, oh, you're a killer. And then people look at you in your leather trousers, they go, hi, you're all right. Hey, you're a swinger. Oh, yeah. They I'll, I'll forgive you. You've got mental issues. Disco King. Oh, he's a sexual deviant. Brilliant. <laughs> Just and crutchless. so many of you have tried a pair of leather trousers. You're not allowed to comment. Because everybody, I was the same as you. And then someone I genuinely respect was like, I, I can't, I, I'm a leather trouser wearer. And I'm like, mate, <laughs> hey, swinger. And I was like, I might buy some, try them out. Love them. They're Best comfortable. and worst thing I've ever bought. Best and worst thing I've ever bought. Comfortable. So you yeah. actually rate them? They're comfortable. Yeah, unbelievably, okay. unbelievably high on my rating scale. It's the social stigma so, that means I don't wear them every day. So back wow. to the original question: What is the worst thing you bought? Not the kinkiest thing you bought, Johnny. <laughs> leather trousers. We've established this. It's leather trousers. It's leather trousers. Like there is nothing that gets lyrical as about them for the last twenty the... minutes. He's just yeah, because I, it's definitely are. a love-hate relationship yeah. with these pants. I love them, but everybody bullies me for wearing them. Not that I care, because I have strength and fortitude to understand that bullies are wankers. All three of you. And you are the yeah. biggest Instagram <laughs> bully there is. Yeah, you are a massive Instagram bully, and that's what drew me into you, Johnny. If I'm totally honest, <laughs> I think that there's a fine line between bullying and banter, and, and it's been washed away lately on Instagram, where people need Eroded. to learn to take a joke. So, anyway, gentlemen, enough of that. So, we also got asked a second question, and the second question, I, I find this question slightly more in depth. Uh, this is also from Josh Gregg Outdoors. Uh, what do you all wish you did differently when you first started out with knowing what you know now? Bruce. 
Oh, me. Mm. Yeah, that's your name. That uh, is your name, yeah. Although I will interject and just say, I did some digging on you uh, prior to this podcast, Bruce, and it turns out that your it's surname you really... isn't actually shooting. <laughs> I was horrified to find that. <laughs> turns out his first name is actually... Apostrophe S. If you reveal <laughs> my real name... <laughs> there will I was be horrified to find out that your surname is not shooting. I was like, what the hell it's is It's not shooting. His, his last name's Academy, shooting is his middle name. That's true. Oh, that is true. I do apologise. Uh-huh. I do apologise. Anyway. Some sort of tax evasion going on. So, yeah. So, what did uh, I think? Bruce. I think I got uh, a really, really good introduction to clay target shooting from a great mate of mine. Uh, the best thing that I, I do you want to name made him? me do. You name your mate? Well, the guy's name's Doug Coleman. Yeah, he was a fantastic lad. And we committed a lot of time. The f- one of the first years that I got back into shooting that wasn't yeah. counting when I was, you know, 15, 16 years old and not really knowing what was going on was the first year I shot 10,000 rounds of ammunition at clay targets. And I went from a C-grade shooter to an A-grade shooter in a year with some great – I listened to the one person. Now, what I wish I had done was live in another country where you could get some, like, really good knowledge. Off of bed. Anyone, any of those guys, mate. You don't want to know nothing off me, mate. If you if you went to one of those certified guys who's won a world championships, Windsor, Ed, Ben, any of those blokes, and got lessons from day scratch so that you weren't pissing around with bad habits, I think your clay shooting would develop far faster than what it does trying to do. I've had to teach myself everything, try to learn stuff off the internet. Wow. And... Yeah, it makes it tough because you get a lot of bad information to start with. And there is a lot of bad information out there. Half of it so is the shit the that I provide, to be fair. So it's it's not living in America or the UK, to be fair. Okay. I Johnny, wish I had yeah, a had. The thing that you would do differently is live somewhere else. <laughs> live somewhere else, yeah. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, there's some fantastic clay target instructors. You've got blokes like Chris Brown, Blake Nankervis, Damian Bergen's won a world championship. How far away from you are they? Yeah, they're a six-hour plane plane ride away. So I most will go to another country. (laughs) Wow. So it does make it tough. Johnny, how about yourself? Please repeat the question, Eddie. The question is... Mate, it's not uh, the price is right. Just answer the question. (laughs) Just... Try and engage your brain a little bit, Johnny. That'd be lovely. Well, I didn't want to go off on a tangent. I, I formulated an answer, then realised that the question I think I was thinking of was the wrong one. <laughs> Dickhead. Um, what What do you wish you did differently when you first started out, knowing what you know now? All right. So, um, I, I wish I'd started out probably with more money and a little bit later in life. That's 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 the truth of it. One or the other. I feel like for those, but and the reason. Is, is the mentorship, because it's very similar to Bruce, is that good mentors cost money. As simple as that. Um, Do you want to make your answer a little bit more bespoke and not quite so general to absolutely fucking everybody? <laughs> well, I think he's running down the garden path of, it's exactly correct. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll, there's a question I want to ask Lloyd about this too. Junior shooters. Now, this is a, a bit of a gripe of mine. Now, junior shooters, are, they're paid for by their parents. We all shoot a little bit when we're younger, and then we duck away. So you come back to a point Keep of yourself. later in your life. Yep. It's 
Well, well, your parents, come on, your parents paid for your shooting, surely. They they hired a maid. And they a did with Johnny tutor. anyway. Yeah, Je- Jeffrey <laughs> took me out. Definitely. Jeffrey took me around. He taught me how to shoot. He took me up with, with some of the best. You know, Digweed was there, but he wasn't the best at the time. Not to teach you how to shoot grass. <laughs> sport of kings. It's so, very uh, much. It, it's a sport of guys in their mid thirties. I think any shooting is, you know, coming into their late twenties, early thirties. It's an expensive sport, so everyone sort of got to go away, do the cars, the money. ladies thing, yeah, earn some money, come back to it later in life. Fingers and the job on it. Exactly. So, See, my yeah. my start out as a youth was kind of different because I it was something that I was into, but both of my parents were dead set against it. My mum and dad were like no guns, like totally disagreed with it, massively anti. Didn't even want them in the house. I had to plead to get my license um, and be allowed Bloody to yeah. have um, a gun in the house. And they never gave me any money towards it at all. So I worked as a trapper as a 14, 15, 16-year-old to actually pay for um, my shooting. That was the only way I could afford to do it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I sort of got, I got out of shooting after the, the, the 97 thing happened and got into archery. And by that time, I had a job and everything, blah, blah. Um but at that point, you'd had your fifth kid. You're about what, forty six. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think a lot of juniors are maybe driven a little bit by their parents' ambition, and I, and I think that's a lot of thing with 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 sports kids, um, where you've got a, like a mega driven dad. Um, I think the kids are doing it for their folks, and I've seen it with dads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. I, I I've never coached kids because I. I, I I just I don't like kids, right? I, I've never been a fan of other people's, or I've never got, I haven't got any of my own. Um, but I've seen it where you get this competitive dad thing, where you've got a kid that's maybe enjoying the sport that they're doing, and they're doing it for fun, and then competitive dad starts like screaming at them and getting in their face about like commitment and intensity and blah 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 blah. And at that point, you, it's not fun anymore. Um, so it's a it's a tough balance. And I think that's the reason why so many kids get to a certain age and go, do you know what, sod this, I'm going to go off and, um, you know, have sex with girls and whatever, or, or vice versa, and, and get into drinking and just say bugger Smoke it. some bongs. Whatever, yeah. whatever. Um, it is tough to... So back to the original question. Mm-hmm. What do you... What do you... Um, Me? What do you, wish, do you, you wish you did differently? Did differently? My answer to this is going to be slightly odd. So I don't actually regret anything because I view it all as a learning experience. Um, you have I made mistakes? Oh, yes. Oh, have I made mistakes? Good, yes. Good. good. What I you know, I I literally. Had I not hang on, made hang on, those hang on, mistakes, hang on, this joystick a second. Fuck's sake. Had I not made those mistakes, <laughs> I wouldn't be who I am now. You, you, you are a product of your experience, so you learn sometimes the hard way there are definitely guns that i bought that i've then ended up selling that I, I wish i hadn't bought but that's not how big of a deal other than the loss of money but like there's nothing i particularly regret i just think don't hang too much on the experience just have fun enjoy your shooting um definitely what what Bugalogs was saying about getting some good coaching is, is a thing if i was to say the thing that i regret doing for other people is I had a mate that I booked some, some for his 50th birthday, I booked him some coaching with a coach that was recommended to me in the region. And honestly, this guy broke my mate and he hasn't shot since because the, the advice really? he got was so shit. 
Um, wow. So man. pick your coach carefully. Yeah. So essentially, all three of us so far have said you need a decent coach and some good lessons. Yep. And that's but finding the, the coach is the thing. Because this guy had I'd... all the qualifications in the universe, but he was piss poor. And equally, there are guys the, that are excellent coach, shots that aren't very good coaches. There is a balance. Absolutely. But you've got to find that coach who will adapt to your style too and not be so militant that they say, no, you need to start from scratch. I think if you find someone who gets along with you and they can motivate you in the correct way, then you'll do far better. And you've got to be getting bang for buck too. You really do. It needs to be good value. Find a coach that you're walking away and you get a little bit of after-sales support. If you need to have a question yes. about what you've talked about, make sure that coach is willing to answer a few text messages or you know, send them a few voice notes on WhatsApp that so, their after-sale is, is good. It's a really easy thing to talk about in hindsight and I think both of you will probably agree that actually, I mean, I've been shooting for 16 years, 17 years, and I literally have only in the last year decided what I'd like my end goal to be. So I think hindsight is really good here. So today, go and find a coach that suits your goals. That 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 goal might change. And knowing what that goal is, is probably a bit of a blessing. What is your goal with shooting, Johnny? Here's the thing. Sorry, just to interject. Whoa. A real key thing for a coach is if when you go and see him, he asks you what your goals are. Rather than just getting straight into, right, stand like this, do this. Who asks you why you're here? What do you want? Where your end game is? Yeah. What's what's what are we mm. doing this for? You know, th- this is this is an important question. How far do you want to go? And knowing knowing your limits as a coach, i.e., I'm going to take you from here to here, but to be honest, I can't take you any further. Go see. This is why you employ a, lot, a good coach. Yeah. And you just get the, the first <clears throat> thing from the start to the finish. Exactly. I'm a big one for yeah. And in all honesty. As much people say, oh, it won't, it's not that, it's mental game. So find a coach that's been in that mentally pressured situation. I, th- I personally believe you need to find someone who's won some big stuff because when you get to that point, they can transfer that knowledge. It's a coach that you respect as well, probably counts for a hell of a lot. Um, yeah, a coach. You I'd respect. have Ed Solomon's coach me, and I don't respect that bloke. <laughs> <laughs> What's your end game? there johnny are you starting to get more into the clay side the side of things no is it no i think i've discovered that i probably really don't care about my competence with the shotgun on clay shooting and there is videos and it shows that you really don't care (laughs) (laughs) i feel like part of any of my learning experience in the next couple of years will be to dedicate a small period of time to go and spend some time with some of the best clay shots and learn all the things that you guys hold so dear, you know, pre-shot routines and hitting targets and that kind of thing. But for me, I feel that hunting with a shotgun is vastly more important to me. Um, so, Are you scared for- of these things because you think you're going to fail at it, though? If you, if you try it and you don't if, – if you're implementing the things that we don't see, are you scared that, oh, my clay shooting's not going to get any better? This is why you won't try them? No, no, not at all. Like, I'd quite happily, I'd quite happily spend some time clay shooting, you know, getting back some of the skill that maybe I, I once cared about. But for me, my current dedication is more to shooting with the mind of no mind, to quote Simon Reinhold, but also with the style and competence and 
uh, of another guy I've had been having a few lessons with, uh, Dylan Williams. And for me, it's the game shooting side that fascinates me just that little bit more. And the mastery of that art in that the art is not the killing, if that makes sense. Like there's a lot more to the game shoot. A bit like with clay shooting, there's a whole nother thing. It's not just hitting the target. There's a whole nother segment that comes with it. Game shooting, killing a pheasant is a relatively easy thing. It's the full understanding of the process and why we do what we do that, that really fascinates me at the moment. And my end goal is to graduate into understanding. Have you ever done a mental course, Lloyd? Have you done something? You would have done it with your archery. I've thing, done it with archery, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I've <laughs> done one, and it, it vastly improved my clay shooting. So if anyone was ever thought, well, oh, it's, it's one of those things, is it a little bit gypsy magic? Is it like fortune telling? Should you go get it done? It's a little bit strange. I did a session, I did a session with one yeah. of the GB Olympic um, uh, sports psychologists when I was doing archery, So, it, but it's a similar deal. I don't think I I can't see the difference between the game <coughs> shooting and the clay shooting. I can find everything that I've learned clay shooting transfers over to game shooting really easily. So if you're learning one thing, you're learning the other. I, d- uh, I don't. I think to an extent, but I think there's a there's an to, element to kill, to kill a pheasant. Yeah, there's an element of reacting to a target that. You know what I mean? Clear targets tend to be repeatable. Every single bird presentation at a when you're shooting things that are alive is different, um, and you can't prepare for that. You're just saying your fit task shooting will come into play, really. Yeah, that's a good point, actually, because well, yeah, I, I don't right. shoot fit task. It's all line, speed, and assessing what you've got in front of you right then and there. But, but the thing with but the thing with live quarry shooting is you can have five different di- five different disciplines within the space of four and a half seconds whilst you're, whilst you're live shooting. So it can go from a, a crossing bird to a sprung bird to a quartering away bird within no time at all. So you're changing constantly very quickly. So you have to adapt. Welcome to FitTask, Eddie. Don't you just yeah. shoot Welcome stuff out of trees, Eddie? <laughs> I, I, I don't know enough about FitTask <laughs> to He should know down what the freezer, uh, Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> we don't move about much. What is the standard time? <laughs> on a what power is the line standard time for a bird to thaw before you can take a photo of it? <laughs> <laughs> you guys have got it my number. <laughs> it was a frosty morning. So, That's why I took the picture. Bruce, here's a quick one. Uh, just to address what you said. It's to do it beautifully, not to do it. You see, there's there's so one. I can address birds and kill it real, kill them real well. You know, I can address the lie, address the speed, and do it all. However, I still look a little bit like a clay shooter whilst I do it, and like there's a certain style that I aspire to that just is elegant and beautiful. Style doesn't kill things, mate. It's still a one on the score sheet and still a bird in your belly at the end of the day. So no matter what you look like doing it, looking good is not what you aspire to do. You can look terrible. I'm not even saying a lot about your haircut there, uh, Bruce. (laughs) Just a little bit wild at the minute. All I'm saying, Bruce, is I I can stand you four shots side by side, whose names I won't mention. And let's say two of them are very good clay shooters and they're very good at killing, and two of them are very good game shots and they're very good at clay shooting. But they're worlds apart in terms of style. And I just know where I'd like to end up looking like and the enjoyment of my process would be slightly different. Maybe, alternatively, it might not, but that's the journey I'm on. That's my end goal. 
Fair enough. That's fair I, enough. I did. I, yeah. Like I said, style doesn't kill stuff, but it, it, it surely is it's just nice. Who doesn't want to enjoy that the slickness of the process if you can truly master that? Eddie. What was the fucking question again? What do you all wish you did differently when you first started out and then what you know now? Champ, you can uh, read that in your head, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> You're answering it yourself. <laughs> I, def- I definitely fucking can't, Bruce. Okay, so back up. Uh, yeah, so for me, it would be um, not believing the fucking the hype of of all the bullshit that goes with buying the latest products and all that sort of stuff. Because when I first started out, I was just buying everything. I, apparently, if I buy these decoys, the birds are going to turn up. If you turn up to a field and there's no fucking decoys, then no birds turning up, then it doesn't matter what decoys you've got, because it makes no fucking odds, does it? I think that's really, really good advice. The, yeah, I, had guy, really I, mean, advice. I had a guy message me when last I night, he was asking out. about um, buying Muller chokes. Like, oh, where do I get Muller chokes from? And I was like, well, they closed down the UK store recently, but you can you can buy them from Muller EU. I was like, can I ask what you're getting them for? And he's like, oh, somebody's told me I've, I've, I've got to get some of these like, and stick two and two in. And I was like, what are you shooting? And he was on a Browning Pro Sport. And I'm like, well, why? What you're only you're only a new shooter. Like somebody, some sage tit end at the club's told you that these are the best thing ever. And if you buy these, you'll hit everything. Bollocks. Save your money, spend it on cartridges and spend more time shooting. Don't buy every bloody new I, I use those chokes. Oh, I don't get me wrong. I I I used to as well. But I he was like, he'd been shooting five minutes and somebody at the club had told him, oh yeah, you want to get a pair of these? They're the best thing ever. Well, stick half and half in your brown and then just don't worry about it or start half and quarter. It doesn't matter. Do you know why exactly I bought that, those jokes? Exactly though? that. Go on. I bought those jokes for a gun balance issue that I had with my Beretta 692. Okay. So the standard you Beretta knew enough. Jokes. You knew enough to buy those for that yep. reason. You weren't buying them because some yep. bell end at the club had told you to. This is my big thing with brand new shooters. Oh, should I go buy a Parazzi? No, you shouldn't go buy a no. Parazzi. They're a custom fit gun. Yeah. It's the last thing you want to do. Majority of people are five foot nine, five foot eight, and you <laughs> that's know, not the majority of people. That's just hobbits. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're grading on a curve right, here, Bruce. <laughs> in, in that right, Johnny? Bruce, These are custom those people. what's the market for junior guns guns like Bruce this is why I tell you what Bruce this is a a true thing Johnny's just released a really useful video for you on his um, (laughs) TD just go and check it out it's his latest one Please explain. Do I have to be a member for this? I refuse to pay for Johnny's no, video. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's free, mate. Ooh, it's about the, ooh, uh, I think we can tell that uh, Bruce doesn't watch Johnny's channel. He's not a subscriber. Uh, it's all right. I didn't follow a... Bruce for most of this time, so I don't <laughs> about it. <laughs> make a point I'm, of not liking his to the channel. But going, going um, back to what I was saying about not buying buying all the shit, is like I, I fell into the, the niche of believing every single advert I saw in a magazine or online and these decoys are 20% bigger and you need them. Whereas you look at shooting back in the sixties and seventies, they were using milk carts that were painted gray with a white stripe down the side. And okay. Then the numbers of birds around are slightly different, but they were hitting 
double centuries, no problem when it comes to pigeon shooting and stuff like that. So it just goes to show that you don't need the latest kit. You just need a little bit of field craft and a little bit of knowledge and you, you'll get a lot further than standing out in a high-vis jacket with the most expensive decoys about. So. Fuck me, I almost felt like I might have learned somebody something then. Yeah, you may have even given some, some informations. Those of you yeah, exact weren't expecting to get any useful advice of any surprise. <laughs> just regurgitating what you read in the Shooting Times, but you know, it's okay. Uh, you know what, Johnny? Johnny, you can go and fist yourself with a badger. Fuck off. Can I, can I ask you guys a question? Oh, please. So I'd love to know the highlight of your shooting careers. The one thing that sticks out in your mind that you've done with a shotgun or a rifle, what is it? I jumped straight in first last week on those golden, golden plumber. Nice. For me, you mate, really, really I'm, enjoyed that, didn't you? Mate, that's, that for me is like, I feel like I found the holy grail with that. Well, it's, that it's, it's rarer than grouse shooting. This is, the thing. is it yeah, poor man's this, grouse? No, mate. This, <laughs> this is like, I don't even know how to describe the fact that we've been putting in loads of reconnaissance on the ground, we've been watching the weather, been watching the wind, everything, and all of the stars aligned on this perfect day. The the lap wing were there, and uh, the plover fly with the lap wing, and everything came together, and all our hard work had come together, and we could have shot all day. We could have hit a 20, 30 bag of, of plover if we wanted to, but we, we stopped. But for me... That's like, like the pinnacle of the hunting that I do. It's not barefoot bow hunting after blueberry grizzly bears or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But for the hunting that I do, that's sort of, yeah, pinnacle. For me, I'm going to remember that forever. Absolutely forever. It doesn't How have to be that. It doesn't have to be some exotic animal, though. If you're happy with that and you've had a, a fun day, then. Bruce, that is literally the most exotic game bird in the UK. Yeah, really, like, a plumber. Yeah, like it is the rarest and hardest thing. Like you can't buy that experience. Is the thing that any yeah. probably isn't getting across well is I've never shot a golden plover. I I know probably two people who've shot golden plover. It's a rare, rare thing to have shot, and then to try and find the opportunity to shoot them if you want to is impossible. You can't buy it. You can't buy it. You can't buy it at all. It's a it's a case of being in the right place at the right time, and they are they are beautiful birds, absolutely beautiful. But uh, they're everywhere yeah. here, and they just swoop you and try to peck you on the head. Well, gold golden plover. Well, plovers. Yeah, we've we've obviously got, got a lot of species yeah, 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 of plover, yeah. but yeah, yeah. So for me, that's the name stuff. up. Yeah, platinum plover. <laughs> <laughs> Much better than your golden bollocks. On <laughs> <laughs> oh, Johnny, what what's your highlight? Head? Uh, Lloyd first. I'm still trying to think through what mine is. I've got to pick one. That's not I'm a, I've got a toss-up between yeah. two. Um, and it would be either the day I managed to get my missus to come out shooting. Um, I booked her a, a lesson um, with a with a coach, i.e. not me, uh, to get her shooting. And it was a, it was a Bible. Um, it was with Bill. Um, and I, I just said, off you go, love. You just go shoot with him. And I'll just, I'll go shoot. And I saw her coming back through the car park and the grin on her face. You just, it, she was lit up by how much fun she'd had. And this was after, after she'd blown her shoulder, after she went to the world champs and couldn't shoot anymore, couldn't do archery anymore. And that was, she loved archery. Um, and I, she was kind of, she'd been really flat. And 
getting her to actually try clay shooting. And she was really worried about it, like hurting because of obviously the recoil and stuff. The grin on her face was just, I couldn't buy that. It was just to see her so fucking happy. And she's had so much fun doing it. It definitely is one of the best experiences to see another shooter who hasn't started, is just beginning their shooting journey. I love the look on someone's face when they first see the clay target and you can tell they're addicted from that moment onwards. I could yep. see a grin yeah, from a hundred yards away. Honestly, the, the it was like the joker. Like it was brilliant. Yep. Oh, spot on. How about you, Johnny? I don't like questions like this. this is a bit, I, I really don't know. I don't it's because he doesn't want to admit it was, actually, five, it, was, then. it was meeting me and you, Eddie. Give us yeah, your top five then, Johnny. Top five. I mean, it's in no particular order. Um, the day I shot my first ball, that was that was pretty epic. I'd missed one. Um, that was that was pretty bad. I was living living abroad at the time, and I'd be taken out by my hunting godfather, a Hungarian guy who's an absolute legend. And you know, there's there's a lot of probably toxic masculinity going on there. But we had a lot of fun and we got into this ball and I missed it and it was chronic. You know, the next day I went out and it wasn't an exciting stalk or anything, but I shot one and it was like one of those moments of, you know, you overcome something, you do something new. It was a, it was a really great moment. And the point that he put off my being allowed to go and shoot one for like a year of me working on this property, which was, to be fair, a bit of an asshole thing for him to do, but it made, it's one of the things that I've always thought it actually in hindsight was worth it because I earned it. You know, I had to earn his respect before I was allowed to shoot his pigs, which is cool. Um, that really isn't an exciting story. I shot a Monteria a couple of years ago with Ant. That was one of those lifetime moments that I've always wanted to do and actually achieved it. And it was every bit as good as I thought it would be in real life. That was amazing, an amazing experience. Meeting Lloyd and Eddie, that's that's probably the number one. Is <laughs> the correct answer. So obviously. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the actual number one is that time that I blanked Bruce's shooting at the shooting show. <laughs> is the correct answer. <laughs> um, oh, crikey. I don't know. I mean, and those aren't even at the top. I don't know. I've, I've been very, very blessed in my life to have some great experiences and I try and remember and honour those memories as often, you know, as best possible. I don't know. There, I've, I love being out in the field at every opportunity and every time is equally as good as another in some way or another. There you go. Absolutely. So I, we went up this morning with a, a mate of mine, socially distanced, all that sort of jazz. And I said to him, because it was, it was really quiet to start with, and I said to him, I said, well, it's better stood up here than sat on the sofa, is it not? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. So it doesn't matter if you, you, you're hunting successfully or not successfully. And as it happens, it turned around and it was actually quite a good day. So, yeah, for the win, it was, it was nice. So, yeah, being outside is better than sat on your ass doing nothing. Yeah, I, I was out stalking a couple of weeks ago and I ended up sat in a high seat. It was snowing. There was snow on the ground. It was frosty. And I was sat on this ride, this pylon line, and there's starlings whooshing down the line next to me. And they didn't see me that. And just the noise of them coming in the pure still morning. It was just an amazing thing. And then, like, it's almost deafening. It's almost yeah. deafening, isn't it? And that I went and shot a fallow, which kind of tops off the memory, but the memory that remains is the is weather the... and the starlings and the you know, just that. Beautiful... It's the ambient, the, the ambience yeah. or the ambience or whatever the fuck. You probably say ambience because you're ambiance. So yeah, with the ambiance, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's the it's the the reality. We just say the good feeling. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> you're fucking simple. 
So, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> but being alive and really a, truly appreciating being a human animal as part of an ecosystem as opposed to not you know, being sat at home, which is by comparably pretty average. And you, Belens, yeah. had a go at me on about lighting justics and calling me butter and whatnot. That was very <laughs> well. Zen, like to be honest, mate, it's, it's very just, for zen. you. It's a physical sort of resemblance. <laughs> oh, I, I resemble that remark. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've got a question for you, Bruce, regarding your trip to England. What would you say were your top t- top times and your worst times being in England what did you like and dislike about being in England didn't have a dislike at all mate every single really? day uh, even so the miserable grey weather loved it um, you know one of my favourite things one of the I'd have to the British shooting show was an absolutely was a highlight like it was phenomenal to meet all these people and the owners of those that show turned out to be two of the greatest humans that I've ever met and they, they've afforded me an experience that was absolutely phenomenal. Um, we end up going to France afterwards, uh, after the show, just to wind down and relax. That was something I never thought I'd do in my life. We'd go to France and see lots of history. Uh, we went to, you know, your Normandy and all your beaches over there that were just, it blew me away, absolutely. The One of the coolest things that we did over there was with a bloke called uh, Tom Douglas, so the Wiltshire redneck took me out deer stalking and he'd asked me before I'd come to the UK and said, is there anything you'd love to shoot? I said, well, I would really love to shoot a muntjac. That's, it's super high on my list because we don't have them here in Australia. So in the morning we went out and shot a roe deer. We also then went to the Salisbury Cathedral, then Stonehenge. The evening I went and shot a muntjac and then I went out for dinner. So it was a super jam-packed day. But that day was one of the closest days. I think it got to snowing in the UK as well, where we got down to, you know, minus one, minus two. My wife's never seen snow. The car had frosted over. The windscreen's all frozen. <laughs> Super novelty for her. And we were out. We were out, buddy, um, shooting deer, two different species of deer in a day. You couldn't get any luckier. It was awesome. Excellent. So you had no bad times at all? I didn't have any bad times. You're on home on Nothing order, you want mate. to talk about. Nothing you want to talk no, about at all. No. Nothing. No. Nothing. You have some no insider info there, Eddie, that you want to share? No one touched me. No one. I hate when you stayed with Eddie. Or you, <laughs> he's, he's, he's a real sleeper. He's a you didn't really wake up at any point and, and there wasn't anything to worry about in the room. <laughs> uh, like you said, he had no sad times. It was only no, happy times. Uh, you know, he said because he didn't bring the kids. <laughs> You're not a man until you had a man, so. <laughs> exactly. But until he turned up, I was there to fill in the gaps. Nah, it was really awesome because we'd obviously been speaking for nearly oh, a year and a half before I'd come to England. So it was one of the the coolest things to meet. It was like having a, oh, what did you used to do back in the day where you had the your, your pen pals pen where you wrote pal. letters to? <laughs> so I've I'd got spoken to say. To, on, sorry, I'd spoken on. to you guys for a year and a half and never met you and then met all these people, Ian Bushcraft and um, Ryan from Escape Suburbia. I'd met these and uh, A.L. Farmer, Ali off Instagram, met these people in real life and it was just it was one of the coolest moments ever, to be fair. 
it, it was so surreal because I've been speaking to you for, for however long it was. And it was almost daily our conversations. And then Absolutely, all of daily, a sudden yeah. you're, you're stood in front of, well, I thought you were stood in front of me. It turns out you're just really fucking small. You're stood at my waistline looking at my crutch. And I'm like, who the hell is this? Is this Willow? Oh my days. And it, <laughs> it was so surreal to actually meet you and, and like trying to get my head over the fact that you're from the other side of the world and I speak to you all the time. But now you're actually there in front of me. And it was it was really fucking cool. It was really fucking cool. So yeah, big Another up one, to the we show. we went to uh, Owls Lodge to shoot around a clays, and Richard Folds walked past me, and I thought I, I've got to take this opportunity. Excuse me, sir, how are you? Do you mind if I get a photo? You know, you're one of my shooting heroes. Can we um can we get a photo? Oh, how are you, Bruce? Here, yeah, no problem. Like it was, and he knew to you. Meet he some knew, of these people was he knew who you were. I'm naked on the internet, mate. Who doesn't know who I am? Oh yeah, big deal. I'm surrounded by three <laughs> big deals. To be fair, this is this is really demoralising. Who's in the room? So, with you uh, like <laughs> just you, big deals. Don't panic. <laughs> there was no bad points, mate. Absolutely, I I had such a fantastic time, and Brilliant. I was. If the whole coronavirus thing wouldn't be wasn't up and running, I'd be back there. This year and next year. Next year, I think, might be a goer. Hot tip. There you go. Oh, so let me ask you, do you have any plans to return? Absolutely, I do. And as soon as they let us out, I will be back to England for sure. Brilliant. Yes, see you again. Welcomed with open arms, Brucey boy. Um, Definitely. Anybody else got any questions they want to ask Bruce? Because the rest of the ones I got are shit. Uh, Making controversial. Come on. Bruce said he Making had a few controversial. questions for all of us. Oh, yeah, I go on then, Bruce. I had that one question for you guys. Oh, it's just one. Uh, that's it. You're a shit, well, there's lo- there's lots of things I want to ask you, but I don't know if we can actually talk about them on here, though. Yeah, well, of no, course you can. You can always there's edit zero out. filters. There's always... <laughs> there's no filter. <laughs> zero filters. <laughs> You're all a bunch of... Well, beep. <laughs> go for it, Bruce. So I, 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 I envied Johnny for his, um, his gunsmithing. It's, it's a trade that I always wanted to get into. It's something that I – so I asked Johnny the other day how he got into being a gunsmith, and he gave me the full story. It was quite interesting. It was, uh, it was rather good to interest you. Was it? Because when, when I asked him that question last week on the last time on the podcast, <laughs> and his answer got a little was shit off him, shit. basically. <laughs> it was boring as shit, and now that I've asked Johnny personally, uh, I understand why he doesn't want to tell the full story. Um, you don't want – everything of your life spread across the internet and it was just Why a really not? cool yeah it was it was it was a really cool way that he got into it and i understand why you wouldn't Whoa. spread that everywhere but i'd um, rather get naked a, and do silly videos than tell that story <laughs> yeah look mate <laughs> now is your chance the fact, johnny the fact that you're a male escort johnny's getting nude <laughs> I oh, know he's just he's just got down to his eating shirt. Oh no, he is getting nude. Johnny is now, getting nude. Now it really oh, is the dear. broken gun podcast. <laughs> there you go. We're halfway. Hold on. And oh, the God. fact that he was a failed he was a failed male <laughs> escort that um that got him into gunsmithing was really interesting. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> the naked truth behind TGS. <laughs> oh, the belt's off. Well, oh, I thought that was oh I thought that was one of his stockings. <laughs> well, to be fair, Jeffrey's actually down there helping me get undressed. All right. There you are. Nothing oh, no. makes me happier than a screen record. <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on a second. Oh, did you try it? Where did you find that chest at the bathroom floor? Yeah, mate, it's surprising that you can grow it on your chin, but nowhere else. It's just a continuation of my pubic hair growing on I've seen him nude, mate. It's not a pretty sight. He is covered in hair. He looks like a Wookiee. Eddie, a ginger Wookiee. (laughs) He's a ginger Wookiee. Look at that. There's at least there's a Uh, portion of gingers on this podcast. Your hair looks surprisingly red in um, in this light. My hair is surprisingly red. I bet you're red downstairs, too. Oh, yeah. Does the I'll carpet match the drapes? <laughs> the, the carpet, a bit like the beard, hence it doesn't exist, is viciously ginger. Now imagine a ginger in leather trousers. I'd have most integrity left. <laughs> what, what, this is going to be a really, might... really, really tricky edit for Lloyd. Yeah, there's, <laughs> the, um, it might concern you to learn, by the way, that this bit of my beard that's currently white used to be ginger. And it was the it's the bit that's gone white straight away. So... Um, I bet you were so Bruce fucking grateful when fucked. it went well. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, If you look at the beards, it's starting to go white already. Can and I address one wait. thing, Bruce? Have you got an undercut in your hair? No, I've got like a comb over thing going on. He thinks he's Peaky Blinders. Um, no, I went, I went the Ed Solomon look, to be fair. I find him highly what, attractive. He, he looks <laughs> uber fat at the moment. Did you notice all my questions for your live yesterday were about did Ed Solomon's complete Uber Eats during lockdown three? <laughs> I didn't. Re- I didn't realise it was a video game, but Ed might have completed it. Yeah, <laughs> I think he did. He's either that or he's expecting a baby because it looks like he's retaining some Uber water. Hot tip: Your takeaway in the UK is fucking terrible. Terrible. Yeah, you just went to grab takeaways. We got. Yeah, you went to the wrong takeaway. Speak to Johnny about pizza? McDonald's. Have you ever heard about Why's KFC, pizza? Bruce? The oh, fuck off. Here we go. <laughs> Why is pizza so, so expensive? No, 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 no. I'm sorry, Bruce. Pizza is not expensive. You probably right just there. went to Domino's because you're a bitch. No, 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 no. We, we, I need to stop you right there. We need to talk about one little thing about Bruce's shooting academy. So, me... This was a lapse in my good nature. I, I, I'm going to put this out there. This was an absolute lapse so, in my trusting so, good nature. <laughs> we used to have a WhatsApp group, myself, Bruce, AM Bushcraft, A Hill Farmer, and Escape Suburbia. And it was a daily onslaught of abuse. I mean, if, if your self-esteem was peaking, then you'd go on this WhatsApp group and you would be demoralized within seconds. It, it was, was great. The it was great. Of bullying, and I loved it. <laughs> so Bruce was like, oh, it's Sunday, so we're all going to go to KFC. And I'm like, what the f*** is KFC, mate? I've never heard of KFC in all my days. Because oh, that's Kentucky Fried Chicken. I'm like, oh, you lucky bastard. Oh, that sounds amazing. What is it? <laughs> so Bruce starts reeling off. Oh, it's got 12 secret herbs and spices and blah, blah, blah. And starts going in. Once again. <laughs> like he's created KFC himself. And what took, this that? is a, a good he, nature. He, I thought, I'll explain this to the simpleton. <laughs> KFC. 
No. So, so, he, so he goes, I'll tell you what, boys, I'll video call you in about half an hour. So he video <laughs> calls all of us. He's taken his whole family for the KFC drive-thru just to show us what KFC is. And he's like, ah, oh, we there's a bucket it of chicken. It didn't have dinner rolls. Like, and I'm like, a pail of chicken? You can buy a pail of chicken. It's not like a bucket of chicken. A bucket of chicken. And you can get pop. I was like, pop chicken? He's like, no, 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 it's popcorn chicken. I was like, is it made of popcorn? And this went on for a literal, what, eight hours, Bruce? Yeah, easily. Eight to six to eight hours, yeah. Yeah. You stitched and, me uh, up massively. And it, it was great. And he, and he bought it. And he absolutely bought it. And I haven't cried but laughed so hard since. That's, uh, Should have just Googled it. Why didn't I Google it? Do you have KFC <laughs> in the UK? Why? <laughs> but the problem we then had is we had this whole distrust for the Australian after that. Every time we said something, it was like, no, nah, it's bullshit. No, 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 no. You don't have running water in Australia. We know that. That's bullshit. You can't tell us you have, Bruce, because you know that's a lie. So, yeah, it went on. It really did break down the barrier of, of trust. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The friendship hasn't been the same since, has it, mate? Nope. Do you have any more questions for me? Is there anything um, you want to know about Australia that you really have gone, oh, geez, I don't know what to do there? There is a couple of things. So, so over here, like regarding gun licensing, obviously you've got to apply for your shotgun license and your, your FAC, your firearms license separately. So, oh, oh, God, Bruce is pissing on the podcast. Really sorry, guy. You okay there, mate? You right to talk whilst you're doing that or the gallstones kicking in? I'm fantastic. Big bladder, Big bladder for a little fella. <laughs> the, reserve, the reserve is big, but the spout is small. We might be here a while. I'm nine beers deep. <laughs> yeah, nine yeah but to be fair, your nine beers are a half the size of well, they're, they're oh, and, beers. and half the strength. And half I'm imagining strength. it's coming out at about 800 psi at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it would cut through steel. You should I watch the back. ute with that, mate. He's, uh, he could break a 50 yard clay with that piss. <laughs> <laughs> how much leave did you have to give it now it's all about penis movement not the lead. it's all in the hips in the hips it's all in the hips continue I've forgotten the question shotgun licensing oh, yeah, so, uh, in Australia. so, so reg- regarding licensing over here you have to apply for your shotgun license and your firearms license separately and yep. you have to come round for a viewing and they've got to inspect your cabinet and blah, blah, so on and so forth. So what's it like over there? What's the process for getting a, a gun over there? Uh, it is fairly simple. So you've got category A and category B. Category A encompasses anything that's rimfire, any air rifles. Air rifles are not free reign over here, no matter what they are, or shotguns, you, or category even A. Su- even sub-12 foot pound? Uh, yep. Oh, wow. Even sub, they are all a licensed firearm. Okay. So you what's have category cat- A. Yeah. Category A and Category B. So it is um, air rifles, shotguns, and rimfire. Category A. Category B is everything that's centre fire. So you need two different licences, which require two different sizes of property to have those licences. Category uh, A, you can well, get like away how many with bathrooms you've got? A... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tony, you'll be fine. Johnny, Johnny would get himself a category C. No, I was going to say, category, category D for me, yeah. Oh, there yeah, you go. So there is a category. 
Just there is a category C and D, but they're not worth Johnny is still naked. Johnny is still naked. It's liberating, isn't it, Johnny? You you feel liberated. I've always been a believer in nakedness is best. I I do. You know what? Fuck the rest of the world doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. It is getting there. Yeah. It's that bullshit Christian pseudo society that we've got that says that nakedness is evil. Nakedness is fine. Look at the big old titties on. Look at the big old titties on. Look how fine that chest hair is. Like that looks like Justin Bieber's comb over. (laughs) So category A. Why have you got a tight there with Bruce? Uh, (laughs) 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 Oh, a duck. You have a tattoo of a duck. (laughs) Okay, it's a rubber duck, is that? Is that new? No. I've had that tattoo longer than you've been alive, Bruce. Maybe not, because you're really old. Yeah, that can't be possible. So we'll get back to Look, the original question. So category so, A, category B. Category A, category B. They require different size plots of land. So you need, for category A, you need anything that's 25 acres and above. Category B, you well, need as a, anything. As a per- permission to shoot on. As a permission, yep. So all of our firearms require a permission letter written for every single firearm. If I want to add a new firearm, I need to get another permission written for that firearm. And it could be the same place, but it generally, if you spread them around and have a different, a whole lot of different permissions, they are easier to get. Wow. So it does but make you, it hard. Your, you can, your permissions are vastly bigger than ours. I remember I, I remember a couple of years ago speaking to you and you were like, oh, I'm going out hunting this weekend. I was like, oh, amazing. What, what are you after? And you tell me what you're after. And you'd worked out the maths on the, the farm you were going on to. And the farm was the size of England, Scotland and Wales, plus a little bit of Ireland together. And I, was I like, have shot on a privately owned property shit. that's larger than England. Yes. That's mad. That is mad. It's, yep. it's so hard to comprehend. People don't realise how big Australia is. It's, it's colossal. I'm going to put a foot in it out there. I'm really cold now taking this off. <laughs> uh, tell you what, there's a chill on. There's a bit of a chill on. There is. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not as alpha male as Johnny, so I'm going to have to put some clothes back on. It's minus, it's minus three here at the minute. I don't know about down south. It's probably yeah, 24. <laughs> Niagara Bulls. So, yeah, being on a property that's the size of England or a little bit larger, definitely your quarry is it's vast. It's huge. So what what is um what is what is the given days hunting over in Osden? What what sort of quarry are you going to be after if you were to go out hunting? It depends. Uh, that property in particular um, was really renowned for goats, goats, donkeys, and horses. So wild horses uh, with the occasional camel. Now we're not the talking pet camel. horses. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> with a lot of feral. Pest birds, foxes, uh, kangaroos, emus, any of that sort of stuff. But being so large, I think you guys are ultra spoiled. Now, after hunting in the UK, of you seem to have a lot of quarry that's quite easy to find. You could drive yeah. for eight hours a day and try find something to shoot on a plot of land that size, and you may not see anything. So our hunting can be a little bit different to what your hunting is, absolutely. Next time that I went to a property that size, 
I would take a drone just or to modernize things and yeah. Yep. Well you can you can shoot stuff out of a helicopter on yeah, that property. They have they have a helicopter. But you guys have a lot of can, like non native species that you hunt that are like pests, right? Absolutely. Like horses and donkeys are two of those that people turn their nose up about well, why would you shoot a horse? Well, they're a non native species species and they they really do ruin what cattle are trying to eat. Most of these farms are cattle farms, these big, big properties. So have so you, you shot get, any horses? Uh, have you ever eaten a donkey? I haven't eaten a donkey, no. I've shot would plenty. You, from the, would, you like, would you like to eat a donkey? I'll try. Lloyd, just, Lloyd is either doing a Zeke Howe or saying that he shot a donkey. I'm on, I'm no, I haven't shot a donkey, but I have eaten donkey in Italy. Well, oh, okay. it doesn't surprise what? me you like eating ass, Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> And there's the comment of the podcast, <laughs> and there it is. I think I think we have found we have found the comment that's getting shared. Poor old boy. So, what part of the donkey did you eat? Was that one of the five legs? Well, it was in a stew, so I don't know. It was it was served to us as a um, sort of secondi platy and a uh, uh, sort of a. Uh, we were getting a, a rake of different um, dishes in, a, in an Italian restaurant, and um, none of us could work out what it was. It was just this like spiced stew. It was really nice, uh, and then we asked um, the uh, the lady that was actually the owner of the uh, the place what this was, and, uh, and uh, she didn't know the English for it, so she went, "Ee <laughs> 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 Uh, I must admit, one of the weirdest things we ate on that trip were what they call bush oysters. Now, you're a long way from the sea, and you're not getting any oysters. Is that conqueroo, kangaroo nuts? Uh, Goat testicles. Oh, okay. But I'm pretty good. I was going to say, they they sound more more than kangaroo nuts. Super white meat, um, and tastes exactly Mm. like... uh, abalone or an oyster i when I, I was working in paris and went for lunch with the people i was working with um and uh, they don't take lunch lightly in paris or in france generally it tends to be a, a several hours and wine is consumed uh, they, they don't mess about and uh, the guy next to me is having like a, a risotto with meatballs in it essentially and i'd said to him what is that and he went oh have a taste so kind of so he gave me a bit and I was like, oh, this is pretty good. What is it? And there was much discussion around the table. And uh, the lady that was sitting opposite me, uh, Celine, turned to me and went, it's like uh, the sex of a man. At which point um, I stopped breathing you for a short cock. while. Um, <laughs> I looked at his dish and I went, is it? testicle and they were yeah way testicle <laughs> and, and and i went but, but not but not of a man right because that would be weird <laughs> that, that's weird that would be gay um, it turned out, an animal so, dick, but not nothing else. It, it turned out it was <laughs> so in one day lloyd's just eaten mm-hmm. ass and cock <laughs> well balls actually <laughs> oh, you've eaten the oh, ass and better. the balls <laughs> that's better that's better didn't touch that's the better. shaft that wasn't so, an option <laughs> so one of the questions I thought about myself personally is stepping away from the clays because obviously I know next to absolutely nothing about clay shooting but from the hunting side of things over here we get quite a lot of um, 
quite a lot of stick off aunties and stuff like that. And there's a lot of brigades that are against the shooting community. How is it over in Australia? Do you have any aunties over there as such? Or do you have like a, a congregation of people that are against shooting sports as general? Absolutely. Yep. It's the same, but on a smaller scale, obviously. You've got a larger population, so there is a larger population of aunties. We have our our sets of aunties, but living in Western Australia is it's largely based on farming communities, and it's a very laid back farming culture of a state. So we don't have huge amounts of it. You still have those people that have a large voice, obviously that don't if they don't agree with something, then they're going to go to their they're going to air meat it. is yeah, yeah. yeah meat is murder, um, but. You don't come across it as frequently as what you guys do, obviously with the the driven fox hunts and stuff like that where you get people turn up to these days and actively do stuff like that. We don't have that. But do you not think that's a function of the fact that because we're a a small island with a large population where you don't have to go very far? So these guys can turn out of whatever town they they live in and rock up to a shoot. And they're not, they've not gone far. It hasn't been much effort other than sticking a balaclava on and acting like a twat. Um, Whereas it would be a significant effort to get to you at the far end of nowhere. If they were to, yeah, exactly. If they were to travel Travel for 19 days, yeah, you would have to, you would have to travel four and a half hours out into a remote town with no accommodation and try and sabotage something on private land, which would be, hugely illegal as it was. So it is it is a different culture, definitely. For sure, for sure. See, that's, that's yeah, that's the, 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 the massive difference is, is every time I've ever seen a impelling news report about uh, like Andes or anything, it always comes from Australia. So there was a, a woman who tried breaking into a rabbit rearing farm, I think it might have been. And yes, the farmer had stepped up and he shot her and he just started let, well, letting rounds down. He didn't her. shoot her, yeah. But he, he shot he threw at one her, above. Sorry. Her. Yeah, yeah. He gave and, her a warning shot across the back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and she was sat in her car going, Oh my God, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. He shot me and all this sort of stuff. Was and this in America or? It is, honestly, Eddie's Australian no, accent no, no. is uncanny. Right. So, <laughs> so, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do is at the beginning of this podcast, every Australian accent that I do, I'm just going to dub. With, with proper Australian, okay. So Bruce, <laughs> if you could just send me some some voice notes to yeah, dub in where I fucked up, that'd be stuff. great. But even so, the news reporter, the news reporter turned around and was like, "Good, good. They're trespassing. They shouldn't fucking be there." And it was she was like, shunned oh, for trespassing and was actually fined and penalised for trespassing, which I think is a really good attitude. But I don't think <laughs> she was not penalised. <laughs> It's penalised, penalised. not penalised. <laughs> Who's penalised for it? Uh, so, to, to be honest, Eddie, we still haven't taught Lloyd to speak properly. I think. Oh yeah, no, wait, we should have him to do Bruce. You know, we should probably sort our own our own ranks before impending on our foreignness. So, yeah, so carry on, Bruce. I don't think it's as bad as you guys. Once again, it's it's one of those things. Um, we are very much uh, a country that is based around farming. You look at it, so, yeah, no, it's definitely not as bad. No, no, that's it. 
Nice shit. So, gentlemen, in here, we've we've clicked over for a fair amount of time. And I just looked at the time. It's two hours. <laughs> two hours. But oh, Lloyd's going to edit the shit out of this down to about 20 minutes. Yeah, it's only going to be about 15 minutes long when we're finished. Where he gets really angry in some French restaurant because they ain't got a chip butty, then we'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of uh, end of all of our podcasts, we like to each promote a social media account or a YouTube account or something that you've seen in the last fortnight that's really kind of tickled your testes as you will so I, that's yeah. an easy one for me because i love go a it. good i love a good comedy page on instagram i think everything's far too serious it's everyone instagram can be one of those things where you're promoting a life that's not really your life um and i think the field fork hunting youtube channel denzel Denzel. Denzel. He's one of Denzel. my favourite blokes. Something like that pops up. I've got post notifications turned on for that bloke because it makes me giggle. And he's taking it not seriously. He's having a laugh. And he doesn't care what the repercussions are. He just <laughs> loves to take the piss. I think he's fantastic. <laughs> so Denzel from Field Fork Hunting YouTube. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. How about yourself, Johnny? Uh, I listened to two great podcasts in the last two weeks. The first is the Wild Fed podcast. He did an episode with Donnie Vincent, a uh, legendary filmmaker, uh, called It Shouldn't Be Easy. It's great. It just uh, puts a lot of things into order for those of you who like hunting in a more spiritual way. It's great. Really enjoyable. And the other one, which is probably, uh, I thought, well, I've listened to it three times the last two weeks just to try and digest it. There's a podcast called The Emergence Magazine Podcast. And to be fair, about 60, 70% of the stuff is feminist, overly liberal shite. However, occasionally they put over something that's really great. And they did a podcast called The Service Brie in December, but I only listened to it the other week. That's definitely worth it. The Service Brie by Emergence Pod- Mag- Magazine Podcast. Eddie. Uh, myself, I'm going to go back into the Instagram. Uh, I've recently got introduced to a pod- uh, podcast fucking podcast a uh, instagram account called um, hillbilly uk i think it is <laughs> and and the shit that they do on there is ridiculous it's it's a it's more of a sharing platform but he congregates the finest of fuckery all together and it's great and he's a local boy he's from southwest so yeah i gotta respect him at all so yeah hillbilly uk go and check it out on instagram um, and for me, it'll be uh, Emberleaf Workshops. If you have a look on Instagram, um, Emberleaf make um, hunting knives, essentially, of just stellar quality. Um, and it's a pleasure to watch this guy knocking out some really, really quality gear. Um, just go take a look. It's uh, it's really nice looking stuff. Brilliant, brilliant. We go. Well, so guys, hang on, Eddie, but before you finish, we've gotten through the whole podcast without me saying... So it's been an absolute pleasure to have you <laughs> have me on. Oh, uh, wait, no. you're, a pack of, you're a pack of fucking great. Really good <laughs> so, Does this mean we're allowed to say no? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You've got to address it properly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was decent. <laughs> I'm sure. No, I'd be no, more I'm than happy sure. to do this again with you. Fantastic. I'd well, say we'd be more than happy to have you back. Let us get a couple under our belt, Bruce, and you're more than welcome back, brother. 
Mate, sounds like a plan. I'd be more than happy to join you guys again. So, guys, thank you ever so much for listening again and being tolerant of all our bullshit and especially Bruce's. Guys, take care, look after yourselves, and we'll speak to you next time. Cheers. See you later, champions. Are we famous yet? (laughs) (laughs) Number two, motherfuckers. Or what? (laughs) Number two.